What happens if we get an effective coronavirus vaccine before the November elections? Does it swing the momentum to Trump from Biden or does it just not matter? Welcome to the very first episode of the What If Podcast. I am your host, Manny, and I'll be exploring future scenarios and your possible outcomes based on the limited information we know today, aka I'll be bullshitting about the things I think will be happening in the future based on what we know today. Um, And in future episodes, I'll be sure to find guests, but you're stuck with my voice for this one, so let's hope you enjoy. (laughs) Um, There are a lot of people in this country who's Next, you know, next few years, next few months, whatever, really, really hinge on this vaccine. Trump, Christopher Nolan, Roger Goodell, you know, they have a lot in common, especially the fact that they all hail from the mountains of Caucasus, but they really want a vaccine. Um, Roger Goodell, because he's the commissioner of the NFL, and I don't think there's any way the NFL comes back. But I wouldn't be surprised if the next few weeks it comes out the NFL bought an island somewhere and is shipping all the players and staff so they can have their, you know, an insane version of the NBA bubble, which is like 15 times bigger. Christopher Nolan for his movie, which I don't know why he keeps trying to promote it. I guess he wants to be the guy who comes out with a big movie that ends coronavirus or whatever. Um, And Trump, because he's losing right now and, you know, a vaccine really helps him. Uh, but this is going to focus mostly on Trump. And in the case of Trump, I, I, a vaccine coming out before the election means a lot of things. First, and I'll go through each of these points. Trump is going to take credit. He's going to be like, all this investment I made, look at what, look at the outcome. I did this very well. We had a vaccine. The United States is the greatest. You know, make America great again, and now we're great again. We saved the world from the coronavirus. Woohoo. He's going to say that. Second, the logistical barriers in distributing that vaccine are going to come about only because I don't think the government right now is preparing for how to do this effectively. I think the government is just hoping and then, you know, hoping to figure it out later. And it also sucks that we're in an election year and, you know, it's hard to establish, you know, institutions and, you know, principles that make distributing it easy. But logistical failures will come about. People will want to take the vaccine and won't be able to. We know that's going to happen. Trump is going to blame somebody for that failure, and we know that already. I think initially, with the announcement of the vaccine, people are going to be very excited, and a lot of people are going to sign up to take it immediately, you know, and it's going to be a lot of people with health insurance, white-collar workers, people with jobs, people with money, because some of the prices that have been floating around are like $200 a vaccine, so you're going to need insurance, or you're going to have to really want it. And this is going to take some wind out of Biden's sails because Trump, the stock market is going to jump on this news like crazy. And Trump is going to say, hey, I did this well, you know, from March to like, look how bad things were. Look how good things are. If I, if I wasn't a good president, you know, he, we already know how he's going to frame it. That's not going to be a surprise. But the key point is that I think the American society will realize a large swath of the population will not take the vaccine or, you know, a large swath of the population will be in wait and see mode. It would not be an, an, an the initial burst will come from people who would have taken it anyway. It will come from the people who take the flu vaccine every year. And that we know that's only about that's like 30 million Americans out of so many Americans. Um, and. That, that I, I don't think people are really considering that on, you know, people up top are really considering that. So let's go through these. First things is Trump taking credit. 
that's not a surprise. We all know he's going to take credit. He's going to say, hey, look at all this money. I poured trillions of dollars into these pharma companies, and we, even though most of the vaccine experiments fail, which they're bound to do, and you can't blame it. So, you know, you have to throw shit at the wall and hope something sticks if we ever want to come out of this thing. But he's going to take credit for it, as if he was the one in the lab. He was the one coding it out. He was the one doing all the DNA. Well, he was the one doing all the fancy stuff that got it out. But he's going to take credit, and as every president does, whatever. I think... What's going to make this interesting is, so far, his, his, his response to the virus has been horrible, horrible. Literally, like, the worst in the world, and it's really revealing the cracks in American society. It's really exacerbating inequality. The virus is just, it, it has been an accelerant for everything that was already happening before. People are pretending the virus is bringing this whole new paradigm or this whole new shift in how we think and how, how we interact, but I, I don't think so. I think the virus is just literally stepping on the gas of what was going on before. Rich people are getting richer. The stock market is going up. It's not, you know, it's not changing that. And the people who are suffering most are the people who were suffering before. That gap is only going to get bigger. But that's that, that, that's a separate point. That's a whole podcast series itself on the, the things that the virus has, you know, the things the virus has exacerbated. Trump takes credit. Cool. But then logistical failures are going to come about because people are going to be like, oh, actually, going back to the first point, the, the stock market is going to bounce. And one thing that has been done well in this crisis is the amount of fiscal and monetary support provided to people. So the government has mailed people checks. They've accepted unemployment and they've extended unemployment so much that more, you know, so many people are making more out of work today than they were when they had a job. <laughs> and that's you know, cough, cough, raise the minimum wage, cough, cough. I mean, but. That, that's beside the point. So essentially, that's to say the virus is going to provide essentially a boost to an economic situation that's already being boosted. So Trump is going to take a shit ton of credit. Like, again, he's going to make it seem like he did everything. He orchestrated it all from the beginning. So by the end of 2020, you'll be like, we never, we, were, we never had the virus. But logistical failures will start to come out as they usually do when you're dealing with things this complicated. You know, people are going to want to get tested and they're not going to find a testing center and there's not going to be enough syringes. There's not going to be enough people who can administer the vaccine. It's going to be a lot of bullshit that comes up. Why? Because I guarantee you the government is not handling all, all of that stuff today. And obviously it's hard to. You're in the middle of an election year. You do not know who your leader is even going to be next year. How do you plan for something like this? And also it, it, it's it's... There's no guarantee of a vaccine. Like, it's a lot of reasons why the government is probably not planning for it. But I guarantee you, if a surprise vaccine comes, the government's not going to be ready to distribute it in any way that's so effective. And so that's going to take the wind out of the initial sales a bit, I think. I think people are going to be like, huh, I'm just going to wait till, you know, they have it all set up so I don't have to wait 10 hours in line to get, you know, it's going to have to be things like that. Trump is going to blame somebody in his cabinet or some, you know, Jared Kushner or something for fucking up the vaccine distribution system, but that's not surprising. I think initially this vaccine, let's say it's priced. So bam, we have that done. And let's say this vaccine is priced $200 a vaccine, cheap, or, you know, relatively cheap. (laughs) God, America stinks, has me conditioned. Relatively cheap, you know, compared to some other vaccines and some other medications and stuff like that. But even then, the only people who can really afford that are people with insurance and people with jobs. Um, you have people, even the people being supported by the government right now due to losing their jobs. And I don't think a lot of them are going to immediately, you know, spend money to get this vaccine. And they show people, are, you know, the, the, the people who are going to be there are the ones who work 
in the white collar industries who do get their flu shot every year anyway, who have really good insurance, who've seen the doctor five times in the last you know eight months. Those people are going to go, they're going to get their vaccine, but those people were going to get it anyway. I don't think that, you know, not saying it doesn't matter. It really does matter if we get 40 million people, you know, vaccinated, that's going to make a huge difference, but it's not going to be, it, 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 I can get back to that later. I think this initial burst is going to definitely take some of the wind out of Biden's sails. So if, let's say, vaccine announced October 2nd, Trump's plan, whatever, whatever happens, that Biden's poll numbers are going to go down because a lot of people who have, I don't know how the coronavirus is what got you to go realize Trump is an idiot. A lot of them are going to go back because a lot of them don't like Biden. They're going to be like, well, a vaccine is here, so Trump doesn't have to deal with corona. And I liked what Trump did except for what he did with Corona. so I, And now he, can, he doesn't ever have to deal with it ever again thanks to the vaccine. I'm going back. And a lot of people are going to do that. And that's just how American society is. That's why how much Trump's, you know, Trump fucking sucks. Um, I, I, but I also do think that the framing of the vaccine is going to be so important. So I think right now the standards are you need to test at least 30,000 people and the vaccine has to be proved to be I think twice as effective as nothing. So, you know, you have to prove that among the people who have the vaccine, you are half as likely to get the coronavirus or, yeah, essentially that's the point. And whether or not, let's assume, even assuming this vaccine that comes out in October meets the standpoint, let's say it's from Moderna or whatever, let's say it meets this, you're still going to get, or, you know, there's still going to be plenty of doubts because how the hell do they do it that that quickly? Despite all the money being poured and every scientist damn near in the world being focused on it, people are going to be like, huh, it, there's no way you can do it that fast. And people are not going to believe. Um, and that leads to the key point. A lot of people are probably not going to take this vaccine. I think, <laughs> I think you know, anecdotally, there's been a lot of doubts about people think this vaccine is like some kind of Trojan horse for something greater. And this is not just people on the left or people on the right. This is, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot of, across the swath of population, people with political views that usually align perfectly with mine, people who I usually, you know, disagree with on everything. And people are like, I don't know, man, I don't, I'm not going to take that vaccine until, you know, for four years, you know, I'm not, or at least until I see everybody who took it as safe, or I'm not even going to take it at all because I don't trust the government. I don't trust them to put this, you know, I don't trust Donald Trump to, create a vaccine and, you know, assert it inside myself. Like, you know, a lot of people are going to feel that way. And that's going to be, that's going to reveal a big, not not necessarily a split, but it's going to reveal a big bifurcation in America between how people think about authority, science, and everything in between. I'm not using the coronavirus to, to, to separate, you know, to separate the country into two, but I do think uh, there, there's a healthy level of anti-institutional thinking regarding this vaccine it's become a little unhealthy the amount of educated and smart people i know who say they're not going to take the vaccine and i'm not saying and it you know i'm not personally i'm going to take the vaccine only because i trust science i trust the scientists and you know I, I don't trust Trump, but I trust the scientists, and so I'm going to take the vaccine. And if the scientists say it's safe, and the FDA says it's safe, and the papers say it's safe, and you know Europe says it's safe, and globally everybody agrees it's safe, I'm going to take the vaccine. A lot of people aren't. And what happens in that? Because 
that's not just a civil liberty question. The moral implications of this vaccine are much greater than people realize. If you get half the country saying they don't want to take this vaccine, and the other half of the country do, that's that's, and the other and the and the half of the country who take the vaccine are like, hey, we're the ones who work in the banks. We're the ones who work in in, in healthcare. We're the ones who work in these industries. And you can't get a job in this industry unless you have one, or you can't, you know, your kids can't come to the school unless they have one. People are going to have to cave. A lot of people are going to realize their personal, like the the issue of personal liberty and forced immunization and forced vaccination is going to become a huge issue. Because a lot of people are, you know, the canon from the canon crowd to people all the way on the left, a lot of people are like, I don't want to take this vaccine from like a, people are taking a civil liberty stance on it. And I I sound like an annoying centrist on this take. And I think it's a lot more, I'm not, there's a lot, I, there's a lot more people on the right, I personally feel, who doubt the vaccine, which is interesting given Trump. But we'll see what, we'll see how that changes. I, if the vaccine comes out during Biden, like, I don't think a single Republican is taking it, but whatever. Um, so yeah, like it's not what happens when you have whole communities of people who refuse to take the vaccine and feel it's also unfair to be locked out of certain industries despite the science and everything. And I know from a science perspective, it doesn't matter. If the science is right, the science is right. And if, if you know, you can't, you can't plan for people being idiots or you can't risk everybody else because of a few group of people who don't, and I, okay, and yeah, a, a group of people who don't want to take the vaccine. So what do we do? I, I, I think that's a, you know, and I, maybe, maybe I'm overestimating the amount of people who don't want to, take the vaccine, but I think I may be underestimating for every, uh, yeah, I think I may be underestimating it. That's a, it's a difficult thing to think about because do we, you know, what happens if I don't believe in a vaccine, but you do, and our kids have to go to school together. My, you know, my kid is vaccinated. So hopefully <laughs> that, 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 you know, the, the point of that vaccine is, is to protect my kid, but even then, I'm not like it. Still makes me uncomfortable because then, what else? <laughs> you know, and not even beyond the what else. It's still a little. It's still a little bit disconcerting. It's still a little bit uncomfortable that people will be walking around without the vaccine. Um, so, does the government, in that case, does, does the government force people to take it? I don't know. Uh, they're probably gonna have to. And there's going to be a lot of people who don't. There's going to be a burgeoning market for fake uh, vaccine confirmation forms or something like that. But we'll see. We'll see. The main thing is, how does this, or not the main thing. Obviously, you know, human lives are the main thing. But one of the, you know, the point of the podcast, I was like, even if a vaccine comes out in October, would Trump win off of that? And I think he would. I really think that's it for Biden if a vaccine comes out. Because assuming the debate performances are... Let's say 50-50, assuming 50-50, assuming that Biden doesn't smack Trump, Trump doesn't smack Biden, and given the state of your brains, I think we're, you can easily, we can easily, you know, get dragged down to both of their levels. And, and yeah, anyway, assuming the debates are 50-50, if, if, if a vaccine comes out, Trump can just say, hey, look at the last four, he can just whistle to his base, hey, look at the last four years. 
was your life really that bad? You know, all you rich people, the stock market went way up. I cut taxes and the economy, quote unquote, grew for you. I didn't raise the minimum wage. I'm deporting all these people. And his base is going to love it. And they're going to be like, now that a vaccine is there, we don't have to worry about the fact that you're a fucking idiot about the virus. You know, or you, we can forget that you're an idiot and focus on the things you did that we liked and actually benefited us. And on the Biden side, a big part of Biden's boost right now, other than, you know, has been the virus and has been Trump. People, I think once he removed, essentially what I'm saying is once he removed the virus as a factor from the election, it becomes much more even. And when it becomes much more even, I don't know if Biden can beat Trump. I don't, I don't think he can. Uh, I think it would really swing things. It will be, you know, the, the, the quote unquote, what was it? The last election, what happened when um, Hillary's, when the emails came out like two weeks before, it'll be, you know, something akin to that. It'll be, it'll definitely be a momentum somewhere. Obviously, this is all speculation. For all we know, hell, a virus may never come out. The virus can come out in 2025. It can come out next month, even. I don't know. But it, it's definitely fun to think about. Overall, I do think when we when it does come out and we do get out on the other side of this, and when people are slowly returning to work, the inequalities that were growing so much before the virus, which exploded during the virus, will explode even more afterwards. Because the people who are, you know, this is not, in March, the market's tanked. That was the shortest window for wealth creation for a lot of people that a lot of people missed, because obviously we didn't have the governmental support or anything like that right now. And when a vaccine comes back, the government's going to pull out that life support. There's not going to be any more UI checks, no more, you know, no more, you know, $600 extra unemployment benefit, which, shit, they should make that permanent, to be honest. They, they should make a lot of these things permanent, but that, that's also another podcast. Um, there's no more, you know, the government's going to pull the plug. The Fed is going to pull the plug. So we get a vaccine, cool, boom, boost. But then all the plugs, I'm sure, will be pulled quickly. What happens? Yet again, the people who were rushing to pay to take that vaccine, the white-collar people with insurance who already have jobs, who already have taken it anyway, to them it doesn't matter. They never had those benefits. They don't need those benefits. To them, they're gonna they're gonna go back to work and life is gonna you know gonna wake up to more sunshines and rainbow. Life's gonna be great. Now they have a vaccine. They can go to bars. They can go on vacation. They can go on cruises. It's gonna be great for them. But what about the people who are making more due to the government now than? they were making before the virus. What are they going to do? They're going to go back and make less. And companies are firing so many people right now. If you look at the amount of unemployment, you know, the amount of layoffs happening, it's not going to be like these companies are going to be rushing back to hire. They're going to get used to operating leaner. We're on the precipice of something. I, I don't know. I feel like a vaccine is so positive and so great, but I think once we get it, we are really going to start on the escalator to, like, Rome in terms of five people owning all the wealth and, like, the rest of the country. I mean, not that we're not there already, but it's really going to get faster, scary as it has been already. This vaccine is great in that, you know, it's probably going to be a great public health feat. But overall, the larger picture, you get a vaccine, government pulls the plug from support, millions of people are going to drown while the people who were flying before are going to keep flying. It's the and obviously we want a vaccine. Like I want a vaccine. I want everybody to take it. I want to be safe. We want to get this pandemic that's taking lives out out of here. Like people are people are dead behind this thing, and that we want that out of here. 
on the back end of it, when we do get out of this, when we do get the vaccine, I think we have to. The government has shown a certain level of you know a certain level of support it's been able to provide to people. I think that level of support there has to be some sort of a push to make it permanent if we don't want everything we had before the virus to get worse. I don't know. That that could be the wrong way to think about it. That could be an approach. One of the fun things about this is that, you know, I get to think about it or, you know, we get to kind of think and bullshit about it, but we'll see. Okay, 20 minutes. I think that's probably how, you know, in the, in the first episode is definitely a test, but 20 minute episodes are probably how they're going to go. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this, and uh, I think I'll be back next time with uh, <laughs> what if LeBron wins the chip. What does that mean from the go- for the GOAT argument? Uh, thank you, and I hope you enjoyed. Bye.